Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. I don't know, all, all of a sudden, AP and I are little- in chat and we hear you go, uh-oh, oh no, what the fu, and then you cut off. <laughs> We're like, did he get attacked by aliens? What's going on here? <laughs> I get beamed up just... <laughs> like, it, the way it cut off, you, it, you're seriously like, what the sh? What the fu? And it cut. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, uh, Eric has gone bye-bye, AP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, I right. killed him. I killed our host. <laughs> Oh no, Eric. Uh. Mm, I was drinking water and it went down the one <laughs> pipe. Don't mind me, I'm just re-watching the black and green pipe. Because I was re-watching the episodes when I was doing I've watched it three times already. Oh my god. I downloaded it to watch it again. I, I want to watch it again. Oh my god, this is so good. This freaking choreography is incredible. Wait, how Did you see the um, screenshots of the morph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the next episode, yeah, it's good. Would you stop oh, doing that? Just this fight choreography, I'm just losing my every time I watch this. Like she do does the javelin and just um, right up the tree. Mm-hmm. I don't believe this. Wow, I was thinking that too. You and me are really You know what's making me laugh though? What? The five way four. Um, so at the beginning, the Izzy's hair is like out. And then when she starts morphing, her hair slowly gets like smaller. Like, like it's <laughs> it gets, like the morphing like styles. <laughs> Wait, when? In this episode? No. <laughs> Wait, what? No, no, no. In the, the, in the picture, the... the screenshots of the five-way more from the next episode. Oh, from Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Like, in the beginning, Izzy's hair is wilded out, and then as soon as she suits up, her hair is, like, bunched neatly up in a, like, bun behind her. Well, well, yeah, it's, uh, it's the, the morphing. It's the morphing energy. It's the morphing bridge. It's just like, <laughs> boop, perfect bun. <laughs> It's a good season so far. I love the music. That music's so good. Oh, God. It's so good. The great. best thing Hasbro could do was get rid of Noam Keneal. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. dude, you had one good thing with the Dino Charge theme song, but that was it. Everything else. Everything else is just a Mighty Morphin rip. Yeah. Even the background music <clears throat> was like Mighty Morphin rips. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then I realized afterwards it was a ghost kitchen place, oh, so it wasn't geez. even like a real place. What do you mean ghost? What? So ghost, ghost kitchens kitchen. are, uh, yeah. they'll show up on these apps like Uber Eats or DoorDash as like, hey, this is a place called Just Wings or whatever. And then come to find out, oh, this Just Wings restaurant? It's like is, the back of a Bertucci's. Yeah, it's operating out of the back of a Chili's or something like that. Yeah. Like, they use a different restaurant's kitchen. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. It's like a full restaurant, but doesn't exist physically. Yeah. And they use other restaurants' kitchens. 
How? So I thought I was ordering from a new wing restaurant in town because I hadn't been out to town in like that part of town anyway in a while. And I was like, oh, cool. New wing restaurant. And no, it was not a new wing restaurant. So but it was all a lie. I don't I've no. <laughs> I've literally never heard of a ghost kitchen. It's a new ha- thing. It's it's a new yeah. phenomenon with this whole pandemic and with the rise of food delivery like DoorDash, Uber Eats and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and like wow. YouTubers are doing it, like famous people, they're doing yeah, like these uh, ghost. Mr. Beast like... had Mr. Beast Burger, and it was yeah. someplace where he lives in South Carolina, and it was just operating on the back of like a Wendy's or something like that. But how, what do you mean operating? Like, does Wendy's is like, okay, here you go. Like, here's like, our kitchen. Well, like the same people make the food for both places. So it's yeah. like, they're just. So it's basically literally like you're a getting whole... a Mr. Beast Burger, and really it's just a Wendy's classic, you know, like. So did you hear about the Chuck E. Cheese thing? Because this is how no. it's easier to explain it. Chuck E. Like, Cheese thing? Who the f*** is going to Chuck E. Cheese now? Okay, People ordering so, off of a pizza restaurant on DoorDash. And it turned out it was Chuck E. Cheese operating a ghost kitchen. You didn't hear about that one either? No. <laughs> Yeah, people people got this like notification where they're like, "Hey, here's a new pizza joint we think you might like." And they were like, "Oh, well, yeah, let's get some pizza." And they'd order pizza off of DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever. And then the driver, the driver texted them and was like, "I'm picking up your order at Chuck E. Cheese." And they were like, "What the?" F-? And it turned out it was literally just Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese pizza that they were ordering for delivery. Ew. Yes. <laughs> Who would want that? <laughs> Well, that's the point. No one would, but they were, like, duped, kind of, into thinking that it was... But I don't get, like, is Chuck E. Cheese just like, well, no one's coming to our stupid play center, yeah, so let's exactly. sell pizza basically, under a yep. different name. Yep. Yep. This yep. seems yep. so wrong. It seems deceptive. Yep. It, it is. And I always thought I wouldn't get duped, and then I did. <laughs> Anywho. And now, on Ranger Command Power Hour... Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour Extra Episode 73, Rangers Review, Power Rangers Dino Fury Episodes 2 through 4, recorded on March 24th, 2021. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., AJW, Tyler W., Tyler B., Tyler D., Eric D., Leland D., Jacob P., Steve M., Liz M., Craig M., Mason M., Hassan A., Bo H., Raheem Y., Josh P., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. You can find all of our links to the podcast at linktr.ee slash rangercommandph, as well as our Amazon affiliate link at amazon.com slash shop slash rangercommandph. Hey! 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 How's it going? <laughs> weird. Uh, I'm doing well. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good too. I'm good too. It's, uh... Good. Uh, it feels like we're never getting out of this uh, this lockdown. At least I don't feel it. I got vaccinated. 
Well, good for so you. That was like a, awesome. I know. I'm not trying to brag, but like I just never thought I would. I think like the, so. these days, like saying you got vaccinated is is kind of like a humble brag, where it's like, oh, no big deal. You know, I just got my <laughs> well, vaccinated. Like I wish I no. could. My governor is inept and corrupt, so I'm never gonna see the vaccination. I just never thought I would. The immediate side effects weren't like very comfortable, but right. I guess it was worth it. I mean, yeah, I, I have heard stories about like muscle aches and chills and fever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, my arm literally, like where they injected me, it literally swelled up and was like red. Oh, yeah. And it was like super sore. That's why when I get the shot, I'm going to have it in my right arm because I use my, my left arm for writing and all of that stuff. I'm right handed, so I did it in my left arm. Mm-hmm. And plus, I went to like a drive through uh, vaccination <laughs> clinic. <laughs> So I just stuck my arm out the door and they no. just jabbed me and handed Oh, the yeah. That's how they do it. <laughs> you drive up, you roll up your sleeve, they rub you down with a little antiseptic wipe, yeah, and then... Boop. It was bizarre. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish it would happen for me, but I don't know what's going on with my state and my county and all that. So it'll happen when it happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. But hey... We have a lot of news to talk about because last week we had the interview with uh, executive producer Simon Bennett, which was amazing. So we really didn't get to talk about some of the news coming out. So first up, Hasbro presents Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest, a new virtual event with Power Rangers and more. So on April 9th, Hasbro will host the first ever Hasbro Pulse Fan Fest a collector-focused event featuring exclusive activations, engaging panels, and product reveals across collectors' favorite Hasbro brands. Yeah, they've got G.I. Joe, Power Rangers, Transformers, and premier partner brands like Star Wars and Fortnite. I'm super looking forward to the Fortnite reveals. Like, I'm so hooked on that game, it's not even funny, and I blame you, Eric. Oh, you can blame me and blame all of our friends who have yep. joined because of me. You and Chris Long and yep. uh, Frozen Stratos, Corey, and Rai, Shuki, all of you have been playing it nonstop, and I'm just like, well, I'm just going to play then. And it's it's fun. Now I'm literally considering buying a brand new gaming do it, system do so I can play with Please, <laughs> please do, do it. it. This would be amazing. You don't even know. It feels like every day I get to talk with everyone and it feels great. And it's really the only thing keeping me sane at this point. Like we will sit there and play from like 10 o'clock at night until three o'clock in the morning sometimes. And it's like, Oh Oh my gosh. Whoops. I I cut out a bit at them. I try to play. I try to play earlier. So I'll, that's why like Teresa and I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start streaming on Twitch because I wasn't able to do my uh, regular lunchtime gaming and we decided to do it a little bit early last night and we had a blast. We had an absolute blast. It was a lot of fun. It's a ton um, of fun. I mean, we just get on there and joke and laugh. But anyway, Fortnite, yeah, Fortnite stuff is coming from Hasbro. Very exciting. They're doing it. What's the what's the line called again, Eric? That they're doing that's like the the light, the Lightning Collection, but it's Fortnite. Yeah. So they're debuting the all new Victory Royale line. So that's what it is. The original action figures were done by Jazzwares. And they had like a four inch line for Fortnite, as well as what they called the legendary series for Fortnite. And that was their six inch figures. 
Well, apparently Hasbro is taking over the six inch figure line from Jazzwares, and it's going to be called the Victory Royale line. So they're going to debut the new line and unveil three legendary new items and a first time character to appear in toy form. That's just Fortnite. But for Power Rangers, the press release did mention that there will be cast members of Power Rangers Dino Fury for this event. And the Hasbro Power Rangers team will have more phenomenal news and updates around the expanding Lightning Collection product line. And they will get early looks at cool new action figures coming soon, as well as a sneak peek at what's coming up later this year. Super exciting stuff. Really excited about that. And the other one was Hasbro PulseCon. The host from that, Jackie Jennings, she will be back for the Pulse Fan Fest. Look, if this takes the place of uh, Toy Fair and we get some cool stuff, I'm I'm really all here for it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just give me my Dino Fury Lightning Collection stuff. Yes, please. Yes, awesome. please. Ah. I need my Void Knight <laughs> Lightning Collection figure. So I will note that on April 8th, so a day before... This is 4 p.m. Central Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, the day before. There will be a special event exclusive to Pulse Premium members, which is kind of disappointing because they stuck that renewal on everyone. Like, they ended the free Pulse Premium. The, your free year of Pulse Premium that lasted like two and a half years. Right. Well, they canceled it just before this. So Yeah, which I think that's the carrot on the stick then, isn't it? Right. it's like, oh, right. you want secret cool information? Give us 50 bucks. It's like, eh, I'll just wait till the next day and learn about, you know, or I'm sure there will be Pulse Premium members who will be live tweeting it. I'm, I'm sure there will be. But during the actual day on April 9th, there will be the live stream. But Pulse Premium members will have exclusive access to pre-orders before the live stream ends. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, the pre-orders will go live for everyone else. So again, while supplies last, some items limited to one per customer. So we'll see what happens. If they announce Dino Fury Lightning Collections, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pre-order them. Or if it's like more Morphers. Oh my I, gosh. I'd be psyched about that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> And depending on what it is for Fortnite, I may I may get yeah, into that. Yeah, depending on what those Victory Royale figures are. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you right now, any variation of Peely, done. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, me too. I, I, I love that little banana. Imagine if they said there was going to be a Fortnite Power Rangers collab. Listen, that is what we want. That's what we want. <laughs> we have been praying to the Hasbro and Epic gods that like this crossover <laughs> happens because the instant it does, my wallet will know true terror. Oh, my, my wallet will empty for this like, if it happens. I already spent... 80 bucks on the V-Bucks last month. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. I I will go into debt for this. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I think really the Snake Eyes skin that is still available in Fortnite and then the action figure, which completely sold out. Yeah. That we won't get till next year. I already pre-ordered that. I got the Snake Eyes skin in the game. 
So yeah, if they do Power Rangers, it's over for me. It's yeah. over. Oh, yeah. And I will never change the skin. Yeah, no. But what if it's like Jason? What if the skin is Jason from Power Rangers? Was there like just in his Red Ranger getup, or are we talking about like civilian Jason? Oh no, they're civilian skins, and they have a built-in emote to morph into the suit. Oh lord! Oh, that, you know they could that's do all that. All I want now, Hasbro. Epic Games, listen, you have to deliver on this now. I've I've handed this to you on a silver platter. This is the most <laughs> genius idea. You give us the civilian skin and with a built-in emote that morphs morph. them into their ranger suit. Because they have emotes like that that will morph into the other form. Mm-hmm. There's oh an God. Iron Man who's wearing like a black like skin suit. And when you hit his emote, his armor forms on him. They could easily do that with Power Rangers. There's a Jennifer Walters, and when you activate her emote, she hulks out and turns into She-Hulk. I think we just Mm. convinced AP. I think so. (laughs) Is there a Captain Marvel one? Uh, She was in the item shop, yes. It was part of a Marvel pack, yeah. Okay. Is she still available? Not right now, but the item shop cycles, so she could come back anytime. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, then maybe. There, there is a Carol Danvers. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. Just the possibility of that is enough for me to <laughs> go drop $500 on a new game system. Do it. <laughs> Come on. What are you waiting for? Just just uh, get into the next generation, AP, of gaming. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do. Because the great thing is, is like, look, even if you get an Xbox, which Eric will love, uh, we can still play together wow. through. Wow! Epic. Thanks, Zach. Even if you get a Xbox, AP, it's fine. I didn't because say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said. I just said if you get an Xbox, which Eric would love. I didn't say anything about the quality oh, of the console. That's projection, sir. I know you. <laughs> I know you and your Xbox hate. <laughs> I don't have Xbox hate. I'm. If I didn't have a Disney annual pass to renew in six months, I was thinking about getting an Xbox. Oh, that's true. Anyways, Hasbro Pulse. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I like when companies do this, like when the video game companies do it for like Nintendo Direct. I like it when Hasbro is doing it for their products. I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah, me too. Me too. I wish it was on a weekend, not a weekday in the middle of of work or whatever but uh yeah. we'll see we'll see yeah i'm looking forward to seeing other people tweet about it in between work <laughs> <laughs> i'll try to have it on in the background essentially yeah it's fine just put it on yeah. the background you'll be all right so in comics news i wanted to note that power rangers uh issue five is out right now you can Ooh. check out our review of the issue as well as preview pages also This coming Wednesday, Power Rangers Unlimited Air to Darkness number one will be out next week. This is featuring Astronema, and we have a first look on our site, and we may have something else in the works that people will like that are related to this. So uh, stay tuned to Ranger Command for that. But also, we got are solicitations from boom studios for the month of June. So they teased power Rangers unlimited. So this is now we have confirmed that power Rangers unlimited is a new series of comic, which vignettes. Yes. So they just announced the next one for the end of June and it's called edge of darkness answering Zordon's call. The Phantom Ranger investigates the aftermath of an Imperial attack. 
only to discover their connection to an ancient evil he encountered long ago, which may have finally returned to threaten the entire universe. Rising star Frank Gogol of Dead End Kids and artist Simone Rigazzoni of Power Rangers Dragon New Dawn present the first full appearance of the Phantom Ranger in a story that will ripple through the Power Rangers franchise. There are some amazing covers, and the main cover features young Rita from GoGo Power Rangers issue 18. So think of that what you will. And there's also, on one of the covers, Master Vile, which if you read GoGo Power Rangers, that's what uh, Rita's mom and young Rita, who they were running away from, was Master Vile um, before he was able to turn her evil. So a lot of interesting things going on that will connect. And hopefully we get some answers to who maybe the phantom ranger is, but I'm really excited for this issue to come out. I'm just watching the, the, the slideshow of the covers on our website right now. And yeah, these covers are real nice. Yeah. And if you, um, if you right click on them and open them in a new tab, you'll get the full, like a little bit larger of a preview. Oh, nice. So Mighty Morphin 8 on sale June 9th, Power Rangers 8 on sale June 16th, and then, like we said, Edge of Darkness, which is on sale June 30th. And that's the thing. We've got Air to Darkness coming out next week, and then Edge of Darkness. So there's this darkness theme, and I'm really intrigued about that because I think they're setting up some really cool storylines. And then if you're waiting on the trade paperbacks, uh, Mighty Morphin Volume 2 will come out August 11th, and Power Rangers Volume 2 will be on sale the week after on August 18th. So a lot of really cool stuff coming down in the comics. Really excited for what's going on there. Oh, yeah. I would dig that if this anthology uh, that we're getting of these these minis, you know, they all have darkness in their name. I would like it if they were all, like, villain backstory stuff. Mm-hmm. Considering mm-hmm. what we got with air to darkness, edge of darkness, again, you're dealing with, you know, what Phantom Ranger is dealing with, young Rita, like, getting villain backstories in these little anthology books would be awesome. Yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. So, we'll see what happens. Now, release the day that we're recording this, uh, we got news that the next episode of uh, Power Rangers Dino Fury, which we released this on Saturday. So the episode that aired today, as you're listening to this, the episode is titled Winning Attitude. And Special Olympics athlete Sarah Dalton guest stars in Power Rangers Dino Fury Episode 5, premiering March 27th. Uh, this episode, Dino Fury Green Ranger Izzy Tessa Rao is determined to win a big race with the help of her Special Olympics athlete cousin, Lily, played by Sarah Dalton. After Lily misses a training session and Izzy rejects more help, her sportsmanship is put to the test. This episode teaches viewers that winning isn't everything, and sometimes helping people is more important. And uh, we've got some quotes. So 
This is from executive producer Simon Bennett. He said, when casting Lily, we wanted to make sure that this person, A, was a Special Olympics athlete, and B, had a positive spirit and attitude complementing the qualities of our main cast. Sarah certainly met those requirements, and she has been fantastic to work with. Featuring diverse characters has always been a vital part of the Power Rangers story. We are thrilled to have Sarah join the Power Rangers family. Working on Power Rangers Dino Fury was the opportunity of a lifetime, and I'm so grateful. Right from day one, the production team, the crew, and the cast were so welcoming and kind. Everyone was so professional and worked so hard, and it was mixed with lots of laughter and fun. I had a good time and loved doing it, said Sarah Dalton. This next quote is from Deepak Natali, the regional president and managing director of the Special Olympics in Asia Pacific. People with intellectual disabilities are told their whole lives that they cannot do, and as a result, they face a norm of exclusion and low expectation. Special Olympics gives them an opportunity to shatter those stereotypes. Sarah's appearance on Power Rangers Dino Fury is not only a great example of her talent beyond the sports field, but represents so much of what inclusion should mean for young people today. And you can check our site because there is a preview clip with a scene as well as some amazing uh, stills from the episode and some behind the scenes pictures. And when we got those initial like uh, screenshots, we thought, oh, it's, it's Izzy at the track. Like, oh, this is going to be like a dino charge rip. But the fact that they've added uh, this guest star with an actual Special Olympics athlete with Sarah Dalton is really special. And it's really amazing that they're doing this because, you know, for years we've heard of Power Rangers working with the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And now that they're working with the Special Olympics to highlight in an episode like this, I think is pretty great. And we got Beast Morphers last year. They did like, oh, the Pan Global Games. Like that was our quote unquote Olympic special. But now they're working directly with an Olympic organization to make a special episode and including an actual Special Olympics athlete. I think that is really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to, and again, we always talk about representation matters. Mm -hmm. So having representation like that is equally as important as racial representation. Right. It just shows their dedication, though, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That they wanted to find an actual Special Olympics athlete and do the story right. I think that's important. We did get confirmation because I know there was some confusion initially from a lot of people because one of the pictures shows... Uh, Izzy with like a special Olympics medal and a lot of people are saying, Oh, Izzy's got to be in special Olympics. And it's like, no, there's, there's gotta be a story reason for that. And so, uh, we actually tweeted out to, to Simon Bennett and he said, uh, Izzy is not a special Olympics athlete. How she comes to be wearing that medal would be made clear in the episode. So I think they thought of everything and I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in the uh, preview clip we got, it looks like they're, I guess, taking it seriously. It's not like a unnatural lesson of the day type situation. Yeah, it's not forced. Yeah, they might be learning a lesson at the end, but it's not like ham-fisted. It's treating it like reality, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. And I really liked the preview scene that we got. 
granted, you know, there's, there's some, you know, a whole episode that we haven't seen in there, but I thought that Tessa Rao's acting in that scene, you know, being uncomfortable uh, about an issue that we don't know about yet. I think it it makes it feel natural and there's an actual lesson to be learned there that, that will feel earned, I think. So yeah, I, I can't wait for this episode coming out. Yeah. Absolutely. There was even like a little bit of, um, I hate to say it, but there was a little bit of like fart humor in it too. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> it was surprisingly like, well done. Like I, right. It was, you know, I was actually laughing. Javi says <laughs> like the thing was... and you're just like, Oh, that's just Javi being the funny, you know, stepbrother. But then the dad comes in and is like, what, you're gassy? Like, like obviously this is a recurring problem that she's had, so that, that's funny. I was like, I actually started, like, cracking up when I watched But it makes it feel like they're a family, too. Like, they've, they yeah. know each other's quirks. Just family ribbing. Yeah, like, exactly. So, great news. Can't wait to hear that and watch that episode. Mm-hmm. We also have our titles and descriptions for episode six and seven. This comes from the cable TV forum, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. But episode six, which will air April 3rd, is called Superstition Strikes. Amelia thinks she's cursed with bad luck and is reluctant to help the Rangers, afraid she'll cause more harm. But when monsters attack the base, she learns the truth about luck. And we also have Stego Search on 410. The Warden takes away Javi's keytar, putting him in a bad mood, which he refuses to explain to the team. Javi is forced to open up about his problems in order to find his Zord. Sounds interesting. And I like that they're not immediately going to get their Zords. Right. Which we'll talk about. Once again, we'll mention that uh, we had wonderful talk with executive producer and showrunner of Power Rangers Dino Fury, Simon Bennett, on our last episode, episode 177 of the podcast. Definitely check that out. Uh, We had a great time with Simon Bennett. Very thankful for his time during a busy time filming Power Rangers. So. We can't wait to talk to him again when the opportunity happens and talk more about uh, Dino Fury in the future. But definitely listen to that interview because it's it's a good one. He was so wonderful to talk to. And I just want to gush a little bit about how he was so into sharing the background of the stories and what was going on. And it's like, I wish we could have interviewed him toward the end of the season and maybe we will get to again because I would love to hear more of the behind the scenes of like, you know, stuff he couldn't necessarily tell us yet. Mm -hmm. What I appreciate. And and that's something that, you know, he's been fairly active on social media where we can ask him a question and get a response. Like, you know, fans go off and say, Oh, well, it looks like Izzy is this. And it's like, well, no, we've got the executive producer right here. Stop. (laughs) I mean, don't bug the guy, but at the same time, you know, it doesn't hurt to be like, Hey, Simon, what's, uh, what's going on here? And, you know, he may not be able to, to answer it, but you know, he'll, he'll talk about it if he's able to, and to give as much clarification (laughs) as he can. So now that the news is out of the way, it's time to talk about uh, Power Rangers Dino Fury. This is specifically episodes two through four. And much like we've done in the past, uh, 
for other seasons. Obviously, we already reviewed the first episode, and then we're going to do our episode reviews in chunks because I think it's better to talk about the overall arcs that are going on, and we can really dive more into the overarching story. So, episode two was Sporex Unleashed, and this was the second episode which introduced uh, the Dino Fury keys. We got the T-Rex Champion Zord and the Champion Zord in battle mode, plus the debut of Mucus. This aired February 27th, written by Alan Dale and Becca Barnes, and directed by Charlie Haskell. So, Ollie carries out a plan to catch the Sporex without his teammates' knowledge. When a monster takes advantage of his idea, Ollie realizes the benefit of working as a team. So, this was a direct continuation from the first episode. We followed up with Amelia and Ali with Zato, and the episode opened up with them learning their morphs and their morph calls. And this was just such a great scene. I loved it. Yeah. It's nice to see the team training. Yeah. It's a little thing, but it's it's kind of ridiculous, but in a good way. Like, you know, they're like doing these poses and then, you know, they're smacking each other around because their arms aren't <laughs> in the right movements yeah. and the key flips and um, all this crazy stuff that's going on in the episode. And I thought it's it's a really good introduction to kind of like get you into the world of Power Rangers. So I really appreciate the little moments like that. When we read the description of this episode, I had posited that, oh, this is weird that the teamwork lesson is coming to the Blue Ranger this season. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we knew why is because Zato is the mentor as well as a ranger. Like he's been a ranger mm -hmm. for a very long time. So that's why, oh, this is why it's Ollie learning that, hey, team teamwork makes the dream work. So it was nice to see Ollie kind of learning that lesson and seeing his mom in action with the drone was, yes. was fun. I oh was my gosh. I was just about to mention that. Seeing her take charge and be like, oh, there's monsters? Uh, suicide, dive bomb the drone. Let's go. <laughs> and I, I really liked the continuation of her story as well because, you know, we got to meet up with the uh, Warden Garcia again, mm -hmm. which was a very nice... Uh, follow-up to the first episode and that was another thing that was like really great about the episode was that we get these character moments throughout the episode and we continue these little stories almost in a serialized way which power rangers you know in the past 10 years has kind of shied away from that a little bit and now we're getting more of those character moments which is perfect for this episode and we still find that zato is really out of his element in this. oh yeah <laughs> i just want to quickly mention too you mentioned that you know this episode picked up right where we left off with episode one and it really does like it's it's like maybe hours later because yeah like the way that they go back to meet uh, ollie's mom who's coming out of the warden's office when the last we saw her, she had said, oh, I'm going to go to the warden's office and clear things up. Yeah, clear things up. And apparently there's like a lot of paperwork, I guess. So. Yeah, hey, there's always paperwork. It's bureaucracy. That little bit of mention. But 
I thought it was kind of funny that when he's showing them the keys, it's like a clear product shot. It's like the oh, yeah. camera's like right in front and you pull back and the Rangers are kind of like looking in on it. It's definitely like, hey, kids, here's a toy you can't buy. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I liked this episode, though. It mm-hmm. was it's like they learned it was like a they learned the lesson but they didn't beat you over the head with it. It was just a natural, like, hey, maybe check in with your teammates first. I think that's the running theme. Like, these lessons Mm -hmm. are natural feeling. They don't feel like a lesson that's being force-fed to a four-year-old. These are natural situations that anyone could find themselves in where they would learn that lesson of like, oh, hey, maybe I should rely on my friends instead of thinking I can do it all by myself. This this episode touched upon that because Zato was very cautious in how they approached this situation. He really wanted to take uh, the approach that he thought was best. And Ali wanted to bring his mom into this with her technology. And we talked about that serialized thread where in the last episode, the scanner was kicked out of void knight's hands and that's how they had void knight's technology so even though ollie's plan was brilliant like it's a great move like combine the tech of void knight with his mom's drone to do like an aerial detection of the sporex it's a great idea, but Solon and Zato saying, well, you can't do it. We can't combine alien and, and human tech. It's not going to go right. I thought that was great. And AP, like you said, at the end of the episode, Ali realizes because he put his mom in danger that he needed to really listen to what Zato and Solon were saying. And instead of like making it a whole, oh my God, you got, it was like, as Amelia said, it was water under the bridge. It was like simple. There was no lasting consequence with it. He realized his mistake at the end of the episode. He came to that on his own conclusion. No one was bashing us over the head with that. I just want that reaction one more time. Oh, yeah, you guys, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey guys, uh. <laughs> I feel terrible. You know what, though? As great as the story was, as great as the lesson was, can we talk about that Zord? Oh, I was going to say, can we talk about J-Borg? But go yes, on. Yes, that's uh, what I was going to say. Okay, we can talk about J-Borg. We can talk about J-Borg. <laughs> We can talk about Jay Morgan, then we can talk about the Zord. <laughs> so this episode did introduce Jay Borg, which Jane introduces to the employees at Buzzblast as essentially her assistant and eventual replacement, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> hey guys, one day I'm gonna retire and this company is gonna all belong to somebody else, and that somebody is this robot that I bought, because I can't trust any of you to do it. And she didn't buy it from just anywhere. She bought it from Hartford Robotics, which is a reference to Operation Overdrive. That's a surprising reference. That is something that I did not think would see a reference anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm wondering, though, is, I'm sorry, I'm sure someone else has brought this up, but did Jane buy, like, the budget model, Android? I just feel like... 
I just feel like Mac was a much better product. Like, they thought he was human, and Jayborg is clearly not human. He must have realized his mistake, where he's just like, you know what, if I make them too human, they're going to have an identity yes. crisis and freak out. So I'm going to make this one just human enough. <laughs> maybe maybe Jayborg is like the regular android, and Mac is like the pro-Max android. Yeah. The pro model. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 I think Mac was really just the son that Andrew Hartford always wanted. So that's like the latest and greatest. And then, you know, he became a real boy. And he's like, wow, I have to dial this back big time. So <laughs> the technology is there, but I think they really toned it down, the, the artificial intelligence. Because it's funny that Borg is in the name because... Jay Borg has like those implants on the side of her face. Yeah. That kind of remind me of Star Trek, like the actual Borg. Mm. I was very curious about that, but I actually think that the actress they got for Jay Borg, she is an incredible physical performer. And I think that, I think it was mirror when she found the actress, like, this this woman's like a trained dancer and like so the physical comedy is almost like built in like she can perform these crazy moves and i know some people think she's annoying at times i even think that this character is annoying but like i can't help but chuckle at some of these insane facial expressions victoria abbott by the way victoria abbott Yes. Victoria, you're crushing it with the physical yes. humor. Well, I mean, it's like Simon said in a previous interview, not not one we did, but where he said that, you know, yes, the comedy is being split around, but we still have the specifically comedic characters. And in terms of like, you know, your Jane and Jay Borg versus your like Victor and Monty or Ben and Betty, Jane and Jay Borg are not nearly on that annoying level that previous comedy duos have been on. Right. Mm -hmm. Their stuff is tolerable. You can watch it and not be too annoyed by it. And it's not distracting from the main plot. It's just kind of like a little... Right. It's to prove that they're existing in this same world. It's not... Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying, AP. And that's why I like that it's integrated into the central hub this season with Buzz Blast. Yeah. It's still the same trope that we've seen for 10 years, but it feels fresh because at the end of the day, Jane is still Amelia's boss. And at this point, also Javi's boss. So it makes sense this season with the character that they're going for and you know, Jane can still be serious. Like, I think her introduction in the first episode, it, she had some funny lines, but at the end of the day, she was still the boss telling Amelia what to do. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, female comedy duo. You right? love to see yeah. it. Yes. You love to see it. Yes. <laughs> and, and plus, I also liked Ollie's mom in this episode. She's mm. fantastic. I loved her reaction when the Power Rangers showed up and it was that, that surprise in her voice, like Power Rangers. Like I love when people in the universe treat Power Rangers like the superheroes they are. Yeah. 
it, mm-hmm. it feels good. Like, it's like, yes, this is how a person should react when they see a Power Ranger with, with awe and wonder and not, what's a Power Ranger? Like, yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the earth has been attacked for 28 years. Get the, get your head out of <laughs> your butt times, and pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> I also really appreciate, you know, at the end of this episode, we get the idea of the hotline. Yes. Like yes. the idea of like, hey, we're not omniscient. We don't see the entire city at all times. So hey, if you if you see something, give us a call. Say something. No, <laughs> well, I, that's essentially where you were going with that. I tried not to because I had to give that as part of my spiel in the escape room business for three years. So <laughs> um But yeah, like the idea of hey. We're relying on you, the citizens, to be our eyes and ears. That's kind of cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. 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 And it really serves the place of, like, the viewing globe or, you know, whatever network that they have. And because the Sporex problem is everywhere in the city, I think it's smart to have the citizens of a city be on the lookout for these things. and. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is that number being directly routed to Solon. Like, who is? Oh, do, I, who is I love to calls? imagine Solon is like sitting in her robe and like relaxing, and all of a sudden the phone rings, and she's just like, uh, "Okay, hang on, I'm 65 million years old. This takes a while." Uh, gets up, hello. Either she's monitoring that hotline, or she's talking directly to these people yeah. because right? it's like. They're like, oh, Power Rangers? Like, hey. (laughs) I like the idea of, like, Solon answering the phone and people not realizing they're talking to a cyborg dinosaur, though. Like, I like that idea. I do like that. Yeah, Yeah. agreed 100% AP. (laughs) One of the other great things in this episode, we got the introduction of Mucus. And I think Mucus is freaking hilarious. Mucus is fun. Mucus is a very, very fun character. Yes. And the voice actress for Mucus is 100% spot on perfect. I love the energy that Mucus brings to this show. The fact that their first morph, which we'll get to in a second, but she comes charging at the Red Ranger. He slices her and she just goes like, like everywhere, just explodes in snot. And he's like, well, that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I thought it was a good introduction. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the dynamic that she has with Void Knight where he's very serious and grouchy and grumpy and she's very much just like, I want to play. Let's go have fun. And like, she's very like the kind of character that I think Void Knight would find extremely annoying. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's talk about that first morph scene though. Ooh. Yo, I didn't cry exactly. But, like, it was so beautiful, I got a little teary-eyed. Like, it was just so cool. We had speculated the idea of that Morphin Grid star field energy being in the morph, and it was, and it was just, oh, it was glorious. And when the beat drops and they, like, hit the ground, I was like, oh, man. Perfect. Yep, exactly. Yes. The music. The music for the morph sequence. Oh, yes. my God. No, the music for this episode. The music for this series. Let's just do that. Yes. The music, period. Yes. The music. I think it's Bert Selen who's the composer this season. Nailing yes. it. 
completely nailing it. The particular music cue that I loved this episode that I thought was hilarious is when they're fighting on the dam and Zato uses the stink key, but because he started in a fencing position, the music's like, it was like the beat was like this salsa dancing, like fencing. It, it was just, it was perfect. I don't know how to describe it. It was yeah. just, it fit everything so perfectly with the tone of what that power up does. And like the pose that Zato made, like that classic fencing pose, it, it just worked. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the morphing sequence, holy crap. It's a mix of Dino Thunder. It's a mix of Dino Charge. I love the ground pound that they do. It unleashes the energy of their dinosaur flying up in the air with the body glowing bodysuit, kind of like Dino Thunder. It's it's perfect. I think it's mm-hmm. absolutely perfect. I like how we like how Zach said. I love how like the morphing grid's actually involved in that. Mm-hmm. Like we see the morphing grid in using them Mm -hmm. it feels powerful yeah it's not like dino thunder where you see all the rocks fancy in that way but it's like it's like simple but it's so much at the same time and it's it's hard to wrap my head around like the proper vocabulary to describe it but Mm -hmm. it's like it doesn't need to have like tons of graphics to be an effective and cool morph right that's basically what i'm getting at Uh, right I just like when they're all like in the morphing grid and getting the final suit put on and Zato's is very like professional. I'm doing the backflip. I'm landing correctly. And then we get Ollie and Amelia almost like this sense of wonder as they're floating in the air. Yes. Yeah. And that was a really great touch. And I love how each ranger has a slightly different morph too. It's not Mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm -hmm. They do slightly different motions through the whole thing. And we get the return of Poe's roll call moments, which was mm-hmm. fabulous. Yep. So it's it's definitely a mix of, of new and old, and I can see the similarities between past Ranger Dino seasons. Yeah. But just that morphing scene in general, like, you know, Ollie's like, yeah, we're the Power Rangers. And Emilia's like, no, I wanted to say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then when they we, they do the morph and there's that pause and Zato looks back at them, and he's like, nice. <laughs> yeah. Smooth. Smooth. Yeah, smooth. I, I like uh, how they actually had to practice. Yeah. It, like, it ties into the whole, like, liking to see them train thing. It's like... Mm-hmm. They didn't get it right on the first time. It wasn't like they just knew how to morph. They had to They had to get it right. Right. And just, yeah, again, everything about it. Chef's kiss. Wonderful. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But, Zach, what do you think mm-hmm. about the Zord fight? Now we get to talk about the Zords. Oh, <laughs> listen. You humans do like your Zords. <laughs> Zato, like, may as well have been looking at the... TV camera right at me and saying that when he did, because yes, we do. <laughs> uh, my one regret is that I never got into Ryu Soldier as a mm-hmm. show because I enjoyed the mecha designs and seeing those designs again. Listen, the T-Rex Zord having its own Megazord formation without the other mm-hmm. Zords. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
you love to see it. Where that phrase is going to have to get retired by the end of the season, I think. <laughs> as long as you don't start saying the other phrase, it's. <laughs> hey, listen, it was cool, cool, coolio. Um, sorry, We're not even to... there yet. <laughs> one, one, one per episode, and I've used it. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> so stupid. I'm making myself laugh. Um, but, but the T Rex champion Zord in battle mode. So agile, the way it runs and mm-hmm. it's doing combat, and mm-hmm. it's it's so not bulky like previous Zords have been. It's awesome, yes. and I just I loved it. I loved every second of it. I mean, I'm not usually a big Zord person, but even I was like, "Holy crap! This is like it's so smooth and just it was so neat." It was very neat. That's one of the things I appreciate about when they do use the Sentai footage with the Megazords. There's full seasons that either have physical models or CGI. And Rue Soldier and and Dino Fury are one of those seasons where you get a mixture of both the CG and the practical. And the energy that the T-Rex Champion Zord has in battle mode. Yeah. That energy, that speed, that quickness... You know, all the rocks shooting up when uh, the the T-Rex Zord lands, it's flawless. And the cockpit's growing on me. I know we had our issues with it when we were talking about it, but there's so much dimension to it now that Mm. I really don't mind it. I think our first takes were very reactionary solely based on past experiences. Yeah. Like, we were so used to, oh, this is going to be another drab dull background but seeing it in action seeing it lit the way it is on the show like no it's not the same it is different and it's it's cool and and we were quick yeah. to judge a little too harshly yeah it looks very nice it's not like the past ones where you could see the seams in the <laughs> in the set i'll never forgive him on that for ninja steel that was yeah. terrible it was bad the the line zato had as he entered the yes where he's just like hello old friend that made me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside because it's like yeah he is his old friend like they they used to kick butt back in the jurassic era yeah that's cool that's nice to see Mm -hmm. i hate to say it again but it's like the doctor getting back with their tardis yeah after they've been away for a while Uh. I know I just watched these episodes before we reviewed them, but it's like I want to rewatch them again. <laughs> right? I don't know. I, I must have seen this episode like three or four times. I'm telling you. And God, the music. I, I cannot stress how much the music makes this season. Oh, yeah. I don't know where they found Bert Selen. I gotta look into more of his work. If anyone at Hasbro is listening, you can go ahead and release this season's music on an album. Please. Yeah. We'll buy it. Please. Yeah, I think a lot of more people than you realize Hasbro would buy this music. This season brought back PR unreleased music on Twitter. Brought out of retirement. Out of retirement. And he was able to pull some of these tracks. Yeah, there's some distortion because you can hear some dialogue in the episode. Right. Like, he did his best to to mute that stuff out. But, yeah, the music is wonderful. The music's (laughs) incredible. We really want the music clean and HD and a full version of the theme song would be cool. Yeah, I was going to say this. The theme song is growing on me. Yeah. I found myself singing it to myself the other day where I'm just like, Evolution, revolution. I was doing that. 
Oh like, my I gosh. was singing it to myself and I went, wait a minute, I thought I hated this song. What's going on? <laughs> I was unloading groceries from like the car into like the refrigerator and stuff, and I was like singing it, creating my own background noise. Like it's growing yes. on us. Yeah, it is. It, it was good. This episode was a solid follow-up to the premiere. Yep, absolutely. It would have worked well as a two-parter even. Well, I think overall it's just a good progression of, of the story. But yeah, even the PSA at the end where it's like, oh yeah, call the hotline. Yeah. And then right at the very end, we are introduced to Area 62 with Mucus and Void Knight, which is the villain base for this season. Void Knight says that it's been abandoned by humans for years. Mm-hmm. And so he has taken over this facility and he's got this machine where he converts the Sporex into energy. Mm -hmm. So we have no idea what his plans are, probably for some big bad robot or something for his evil plans. But I'm digging this set. I'm digging the vibe. Yeah, absolutely. As a fan of post-apocalyptic things, Fallout, what have you. Immediately, I thought of this base as being like, this totally looks like an abandoned Fallout location I would find in a video game. Yeah. And like, <laughs> the throne that he has that's made out of, like, the front bumper of a Jeep with, like, all that stuff. On, like, oh, yeah, I love this base design, absolutely. Out the gate, Dino Fury's really hitting strong with this second episode. I really enjoyed this episode. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The next episode is episode three, Lost Signal. This marks the debut of the Tricera Blade Zord, the Ankylo Hammer Zord, and the Dino Fury Megazord, airing on March 6th, again run by Alan Dale and Becca Barnes, and directed by Chris Graham, who is a first-time director for Power Rangers. Mm -hmm. So the Rangers intercept a mysterious message from outer space, and Zato is desperate to know if it was sent from his home planet. Unable to decipher it and losing hope, he remembers another important message from the past. And it opens with Zato remembering his mom, who gave him this crystal, when he became a knight of Rafcon. We get another mom in Power Rangers, which is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not all these missing moms again. No, (laughs) we're seeing plenty of moms this season, all the moms. (laughs) But I thought this opening scene was really touching because I really like this moment between Amelia and Zato. It's very heartwarming. He gets to reminisce a little and... Uh, She gets to find out more about him and what's going on. So I love that they're establishing these relationships early. Yeah. And then they're able to get this message with the antenna, the communication network, that was damaged in the fight from episode one. So again, little consequences that we see in these episodes keep building up. Continuity, man. Yes. Continuity. I appreciate that continuity. I am, I appreciate those moments that keep building up in this show. Another great character moment that's kind of the, also the central focus of this episode is the continuing rivalry between Amelia's supernatural beliefs and Ollie's scientific beliefs. And we've had, we've got some great, hilarious moments in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did. 
you know, Amelia asking for 15 bucks so they could see the psychic. <laughs> and, and then him calling out the psychic by uh, pretending to be Amelia's boyfriend and calling her Honey Muffin. Which he said he was going to throw up and she was like, oh, that that's going to make me sick. But just the humor in that yeah. whole scene. And Zato just out of the tent, like, oh, congrats. I had no idea that you two yeah. were. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, I, methinks uh, the gentleman and lady doth protest too much. <laughs> and I, I think it would be fun to have them grow closer like that. You know, not necessarily a gonna happen but it would be it would be fun to see are you saying that you already ship them uh, yes i'm saying i ship it <laughs> oh my god i rarely ship but in That's that true. instance i don't uh, think i've ever heard you say that before right i don't <laughs> hardly ever ship but in that instance i was just like well opposites attract and you know they have a, a meet cute story kind of already yeah well, I, I ship it. <laughs> it's also very much the odd couple. Oh yeah, situation. Yeah. I feel if if they are gonna pull from any TV trope, it would have to be for that reason. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But of course, Zato is is disappointed because the psychic isn't real, and we get the scene with again we get the scene with Jay Borg and Jane because Jane was at the psychic first and she thinks she's got these amazing powers now of of perception mm-hmm. and Jay Borg gets her foot stuck in the cement but she's able to discover a sporex beast which was Vipira well when they were at the observatory late, later on again it was confirmed that they didn't receive a signal and it kind of makes Zato retreat into himself a little bit. He's away after they discover that the observatory is not able to process the information. And I think with Zato, because he is so far out of time from everything else, we even saw it last episode when he asked, oh, are the dinosaurs still around? I can't wait to see them. And they're like, Ooh, sorry, buddy. Like, yeah. <laughs> ooh, that's rough. <laughs> I think it's it's building this this isolation that Zato has, and being cut off from his home planet, not knowing if in sixty five million years if Rafcon has survived or if any of his people are still out there. And I really like that deep dive of his character. And that's why I appreciated the first scene with the flashback. I hope we get more flashbacks like that for Rafcon and for his backstory, because he's reminiscing about his home planet. He's lonely. For all he know, he might be the only Rafconian around anymore. Yeah. yeah. So that's the appeal of his character for me. It's that he's a more mature ranger he does have to kind of act not only as their leader, but also a mentor. He has to teach them everything. And yet he still has to fit in with their world. And that's going to be hard on him. I like how we got the back more backstory from Rafcon. I mean, we've had like alien rangers before. Mm-hmm. 
We had, uh, what was his name? Tizon from Overdrive? No, the... Orion from Superman. Orion. Orion, yeah. He came from a world that was, like, destroyed, and he was an alien fish out of water. But it felt like they could have done so much more with that, and Mm -hmm. we're getting that with this Ravcon story. It's Mm -hmm. like there's so much potential there to see more and see how it affects that character and what have you. It's not just like, oh, I'm an alien. I'm a little weird. Like, we're actually getting a story with it this time. Yeah. And it's... It's really nice to get, like, to see that. Right. I genuinely liked Orion as a character. I liked yeah. uh, uh, Cameron Jebo as the actor. I thought he got super shortchanged in mm-hmm. Super Mega Force. That's basically where I'm getting at, yeah. Yeah. And even, like, with Tizon, who is more of a comedic character, but he also kind of had a pretty tragic backstory as as Mm -hmm. an alien so we you know we get these kind of like tragic alien characters but because zato is the red ranger and eventually we are going to get more red ranger focus episodes i like that he's in that position where we can learn more about him yeah it it helps expand the world a little more too it's not Mm -hmm. just like oh that's a planet he's from there it's like we're getting more it's really nice to be able to get like a concrete story mm-hmm. not only do i want to learn more about rafcon and, and his planet but i also want to know more about his time with the past rangers yeah. on ancient mm-hmm. earth like those had to have been some epic battles and they've set up this mystery which we'll talk about for the next episode with the green and black keys you know in the second episode they asked him are we going to find more rangers and he's like well those keys were lost how were they lost i want to see a flashback maybe to some past uh rangers and i don't know if it's out of their budget if we'll see any extras that will portray them or any actors but i'd love just a little more context of of his team and how even Solon came to be. I think there's a great flashback episode waiting to happen. Yeah. Yeah. When Zato figures out the problem and recalls his mom's advice to never give up, and he uses the Sonic Dino Key, which was an incredible fight scene. Oh my gosh. I think I said it on Twitter, like, gave me such, like, Daredevil vibes. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. I love the effect that they used. I had to go out and purchase one of those Russell key sets because it came with that particular key. Because I'm like, this is such a cool little key. And the effects that they did for it, and not only that, but just the direction of these episodes in general, too. Like, mm-hmm. the camera movements that pan around him as as they switch from one ear to the other... And then his, like, slow-mo shot. Dino Fury is, like, working for me on all cylinders. It really is. There was one line he said during that fight. I can't remember the exact words. But I remember thinking, like, oh, dang. Like, he's, this is, like, serious. This isn't, he said something like, like, someone's about to get beat or something. Like, (laughs) someone's about to get beat. (laughs) It wasn't like that. I don't even know if it was that. But it was, like, along those, like, along those lines where it's, like, Oh, dang, that was kind of scary. Like, he's like... Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I remember I'm... it was something about getting beat like a pinata or something. Wait, yeah. wait, no, 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 I'm I'm at the episode, I'm at that scene right now. Hold on. He says, you're looking like you're ready to crack open a pinata. And he's like, I'm about to crack open something. Yeah. That was it. Like, 
how he turned it back on them. And mm-hmm. the past few years, I, I like the sassy one-liners that even Devin and Beast Morphers had. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we're getting that with Zato, too. <laughs> we're definitely getting realistic teenager dialogue, even though, granted, Zato oh, yeah. is not really a teenager, but, you know, we're getting a young realistic person. dialogue. Yeah. We also got the appearance of uh, the pink and blue ranger Zords. And I love their reaction to the Zords. It's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of like cutting up the pavement and sending this big block of asphalt with the powers and the keys, it was just like the perfect fusion of all their powers. Yeah, yeah. it really showed the ingenuity that they thought of on the fly of like, oh, hey, we need to block this. Let's dig up a whole chunk of the street (laughs) and then reform it and, uh, send it. Yeah. Send it back. Also, we got to form the Megazord huge explosion. They all came together. I'm really digging the transformation sequence. I love the Lego bits of armor. I just think it's fantastic. The modular design is so fun because you really can just make whatever kind of combination you want. Mm -hmm. And then finally, with Solon's help, because she figured out that Zato's pendant was actually the same crystal that they needed for the modulator for the communications device, and she was able to fix the modulator and fix that, and Zato sent out his own message, because the message that they scrambled, it was more like robotic and really distorted. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's another huge plot point. Like either Rafcon has evolved or maybe we've got literally a Borg situation where maybe they were conquered. But I I had this fan theory because we're only a few years from SPD what if that was the Trubian Empire starting to take over? And those robotic sounds are the Trubian soldiers. That would be interesting. That'd be a nice continuity yeah. tie-in. And I feel like this series is we're like just now getting these like connected seasons. Yes. I mean it's not it's not that far outside the realm of possibility. Plus, Zato could be the first step of alien integration into the world that we see in SPD. And we got a little bit of that with Ninja Steel with Mick, and we know that Mick is going to be in this season at some point. We've seen the pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we kind of got it with Mystic Force, technically, I think. Sure, sure, sure. With, like, the different woodland mystical creatures and everything. Yeah. And didn't didn't Piggy show up once, yep. too? Or? P- Piggy's on Earth, yep. But it's all adding up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's all coming together. And I'm thinking that Zato's call may be like a beacon to the other aliens and, hey, Earth is untouched. Let's start heading over there. So we do get that start of buildup of what we see in SPD. I really think it's going to connect. And Simon has said in past interviews and past things that we've read that this season is a chance for more of that connective tissue. Yeah. For all of Power Rangers, and we saw that with the Morphin Masters first episode. That would be yeah. a fun way to set that up. Uh, Simon, if you're listening to this and want to DM me if I hit the nail on the head, that'd be great. <laughs> um, 
Simon's like, nah, you, we can't use any of this. You've, you've ruined it forever. <laughs> oh, now I feel like a whole <laughs> bag. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we were gonna do that. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Jeez. Um, okay. Any more thoughts about this particular episode? It was another solid episode, um, yeah. setting up some fun stuff that we're going to see paid off down the line with Zato's message, and yeah, it was good. I liked it. I'm wondering if it's connected to why we see those, some of those spoiler images that leaked yeah. on the Hasbro site at first, where Mick was in them. I kind of hope it doesn't lead to that. Oh, you mean like the message is what Mick heard out in space and then comes back to... Yeah. E- even though in the last episode of Ninja Steel, he sticks around on Earth... Oh, he does? Well, I, yeah. yeah, we talked about that, remember? I have the memory of a goldfish, so no. Me too, so. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he <laughs> sticks around. We, I swear to God we had this conversation. I'm, I'm sure we did, I'm sure we did. He I sticks don't. around the last part of Ninja Steel with the holiday special. He sticks around on Earth. Okay. Hmm. I so. trust that we talked about it. I just have no memory of it. I have, no, a, that's vague, fair. I have a vague recollection of it. But no, it's like, I kind of hope it doesn't lead to that. Like, maybe he's out visiting space for a little bit, and he's on, like, a little vacation, and he hears it, and he thinks it's the Ninja Steel Rangers, and he comes back, and I don't know. Well, as we have learned today, wait and see, because they will have figured it out and present it to us in a very clear manner. We just need to be patient, Mm -hmm. which sucks, because we're all impatient, because we love this series, and we want more of it, We really do. I'm really vibing with this season. Yeah. Speaking of vibing. Yes. 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 The episode that we've all been waiting to talk about. Yes. It's freaking new recruits. The fourth episode of Power Rangers Dino Fury featuring the debut of Boom Tower and the black and green Dino Fury Rangers. This was March 20th. Also written by Alan Dale and Becca Barnes and directed by Chris Graham, same as the last episode. Void Knight's new General Boomtower tries to steal a mysterious orb from the city museum. When the Rangers struggle to stop him, they get help from an unexpected source. Holy cow, this episode. This episode. It was, oh man, it was the best. So good. So good. So good. So like, good. I don't even know where to start. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Well, let's save the good stuff for last, but we get the new general, Boom Tower, which Mm -hmm. will be Void Knight's right-hand robot. He is in the first wave of figures, so he's very important to the season. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that we get a Mucus figure, though. Oh, yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. I really want a mucus figure. That character is hilarious. You know, it'd be cool if it if it had like um, you know, those like sticky frogs they used to have. Mm-hmm. Where you could stretch them and they'd stick to things. Maybe <laughs> mucus has like some sticking sticking action. You can just like throw uh, it up against a wall or something. I, I would love that. I would love that. It's <laughs> gross, but I love it. <laughs> We're also introduced to Drachnarok. And everyone gets his name wrong, and his it was the most whole, hilarious running joke ever. His whole shtick throughout that episode of just like, it's how hard is it to remember my name? <laughs> and then literally in the next sentence, Boomtower goes, go get him, what's your name? And it's like, what? He's like, it? seriously? What is going on? <laughs> so the setup for this episode, which I thought was brilliant to introduce uh, Javi and Izzy, was that 
Amelia is trying to set Zato up for a normal life on Earth, and that includes a job at BuzzBlast, because I think having a reporter job, I think that's the perfect cover for him as Red Dino Fury Ranger, and he can be close to the action and, and all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we also meet Javi, who is applying for the same position because all he wants to do is rock out on the guitar. It's the most like eighties thing ever, but you do you man. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm here for it, man. Like I'm all behind Javi's music. The scene where we meet him mm-hmm. and he's jamming on that harmonica Hasbro E1 Simon. Listen, I know you can't do it because just by me talking about it, you can't do it, but just, just, just give us, the Tokyo Six freaking harmonica theme, because seeing Javi play the harmonica, I instantly thought of Tokyujer and Akira with his harmonica. Wouldn't that be a nice Easter egg if they did that? That Easter egg would be insane. Because they've done it before with other Sentai references. They in have past with seasons. the Go on your bus in RPM. Yep. Honestly, if if that were to ever happen, I would lose my mind, and I would watch that episode on repeat for a loop. The instant we saw him playing that harmonica, that's the only thing I can think about. Was like, man, what if, <laughs> what if he plays Tokyo Six's like harmonica le motif? Like, oh, I would love it. And then I instantly went to YouTube to go listen to that song again because it's <laughs> But yeah, I love the introduction to Javi and Izzy. Cool, cool, coolio. This is... <laughs> I already used our one per episode, Eric. <laughs> but it sets up that rivalry between Amelia and Ollie. Yeah. Because Ollie teaches Zato that. I think Ollie is a huge nerd. I thought that was hilarious. I, I love the mm-hmm. bit in the dialogue where she's like, who taught you how to say that? And he's like, oh, you know, whatever. And he shrugs it off. And then Ollie's just like, yeah, never tell her I told you how to say that. <laughs> and then Zato throws it right back at Ollie. He's like, oh, yeah, my good friend Ollie taught me that. Yeah. <laughs> Amelia, you weren't supposed to hear that. <laughs> Again, the awkward humor from Zato is... It's um, pitch perfect. It's natural. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Well, they are each given an assignment. Javi is sent to check out the Nephrite Orb at the museum and do a story on it. And... Zato is sent to check out Izzy Garcia. I think this is all perfectly set up. I thought how they tied this episode together was great. We get introduced to Izzy. According to Simon Bennett, it's confirmed she is the youngest member of the team. She's still in high school. All of them are, all the rest of them are beyond high school. And she has an interesting personality. What, what did you think about Izzy? She's my new favorite, as most people might already know, but she reminded me almost of like a modern version of Kelsey. Mm-hmm. She's got that energy. She's got that drive. She's like athletic. She's like a go-getter. She just reminds me of like a modernized version of her. She's also kind of snarky, which I yeah. appreciate. And I know that Kelsey also kind of had that streak to her too, like- yeah, mm-hmm. she she was funny and more go-getter, but mm-hmm. I totally see the similarities. I think that's a great comparison. You absolutely got that right. Yeah, and she's almost like effortlessly cool, too. 
like her and Javi. Yeah. And confident. Yeah. Yes. Very confident. Watching the episode, I knew in a heartbeat, I was like, AP is going to love Izzy because Izzy is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up late that morning and I saw you um, say said that. And I was like, oh, dang, now I got to watch this like right now. Like, no, no time for coffee. I just got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that that was me too. Like I I woke up maybe an hour after this episode aired, and I was like, "Oh God, I I have to I have to watch this right now." Yeah, I love the bit when they discovered that her dad is the warden. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was also like a genuinely funny moment too. Mm-hmm. Tough guy looks like this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, Hunter's I never met him. <laughs> face when she does the imitation stare. Just that is so perfect, the the Mm -hmm. look that she gives. It was pretty great. And we all knew, like, we knew that the warden with the warden Garcia and then Izzy and Javi Garcia, like, we knew it was happening, but we didn't know how they would find out. And again, it's natural dialogue. It's the conversation pointing in that direction and eventually getting us there Uh, was, was great. Javi is at the museum with the Nephrite Orb, and I actually looked it up because I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool name. But Nephrite is an actual mineral. It's an actual mineral rock, which is a silicate of calcium and magnesium. It's one of two different mineral species called jade. So essentially it's like jade, but it can be in multitude of colors. Like I looked on the Wikipedia and it's like, oh yeah, you could have red or black or green or yellow or blue. And I'm like, wow, much like the Power Rangers. Yeah. Like, it, it's perfect. And the orb is very much in this episode on that green and black spectrum because surprise, the green and black Dino Fury keys are hidden inside. So mm-hmm. I thought they're actually using a real mineral in the world that's Mm -hmm. great because 65 million years it could have like calcified around it or maybe it was maybe some kind of mysterious happenings happened with this but i got such a dino charge vibe with this whole thing like the energem hunt from dino charge this really felt like that so javi calls the ranger hotline they rush out to the museum Boom Tower incapacitates Javi's dad. Javi's still on the scene and ends up driving away with the orb. We get a really great fight with all the Rangers using a power-up. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and it was like original footage. Like we got these amazing effects with uh the speed key, uh the shield key, and as well as the, the gravity key, which has kind of been their go-to for the most part, but I loved all the effects for these powers. Personally, like besides the like really nice shots of the powers and everything, Mm -hmm. I liked how they integrated the civilian characters into the scene too. Yes. I loved how Warden Garcia pulled up and he's like, this is our museum. This is our stuff. What are you doing? It calls to what Simon Bennett tweeted about because originally Warden Garcia was supposed to be part of law enforcement. So that's kind of Mm -hmm. why he acts like this in the episode. Specifically, Simon called it out that they changed him to be a park warden 
because of the Black Lives Matter movement, because of everything that happened last summer with the protests, that Mm -hmm. having a police dad, and he was also a little conservative, according to Simon Bennett, because... He almost like denied the existence of monsters when everyone else is saying, yeah, the Power Rangers are a thing. (laughs) So, so those comparisons, I really liked how they pivoted for Mm -hmm. that, just to be more sensitive to everything going on in the world right now. But also I can still kind of see it because like a museum is part of like, you know, the parks and the natural museum resources and, and, and all of that. It reminds me of, like, I'm not sure how the park system works everywhere else, but at least in my state, we have, like, park rangers and park wardens and stuff, Mm -hmm. but they have some sort of, like, law enforcement power. They do have some authority, Mm -hmm. and mainly law enforcement for the parks, but if something happened nearby, they would respond to that, too, and try to help out, so... It kind of reminds me of that. It's just like an interconnected world, people helping each other out, mm-hmm. doing what's right type of thing. And yeah. I mean, it kind of expands on, even though it might be a holdover from the Sheriff Garcia days, it kind of builds on his character. Warden Garcia cares about his town. He sees this happening. He can't stand by and watch it happen. Yeah. I thought it was a great moment. And I like that, you know, there's the Ranger personas are establishing a relationship with him as kind of like the go-to person in these situations. And we get another Jane and Jayborg scene because Jayborg is reporting live at the scene. And we get a comedy bit there. I actually thought it was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> When Jane's like, yikes, that's too much. Like, tone it down. And then she ends up spilling her drink. And they're just like, cut the feed, cut the feed. (laughs) It's hilarious. And I actually really appreciated Jane's setup because you could see the audio equipment in the background and the interfaces for the mics and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, the nerd in me sees what's up with this audio stuff. (laughs) I enjoyed that part. And again, they're a news organization. They're reporting on the news. It fits naturally. But I had to chuckle because when Jay Borg was like, nailed it, and the random camera girl behind the scenes just gives her like this dumb grin and a thumbs up, I was like, this is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And so the Rangers actually end up meeting Izzy again, but morphed. And so Izzy helps him out, like saying, oh, I know where Javi is. And then we get like the best freaking scene ever. The whole last half. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't even know where to begin because it's all fantastic. This scene is so well done. You have the amazing choreography in the fight scene, the music, all of this coming together to culminate in the morph. What I love about this scene is like the Rangers rush in and Izzy's there. We've get that brother sister moment. It's great because she's using her javelin, which was previously established to get the nephrite orb. I love that there's a running joke that Boom Tower keeps dropping things and just the choreography, the Rangers fighting. They find the orb. Javi comes in with a quip. Oops, I, it slipped. And then. We get the epic power, the way that the Dino Fury keys bond to them. I really feel like this is connected to Dino Charge because it feels like those Energem moments when the Energems bonded 
with the Dino Charge Rangers. It's like these keys are bonding with them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the music, everything about this scene, everything worked. I loved the whole st- epic, almost cinematic music we got when they were being infused with the powers. Yeah. It's like, bum, 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 yes. bum, bum. And it's like, oh, and it's like, oh my yes. God. It was it's like, this is happening. <laughs> this is so cool. If anyone else was doing this music, if we still had Noam Keneal as part of this, if we did not have Bert Selen, I don't think this would have been as impactful. Oh, no, not not even nearly as much as it was. The music makes this whole scene, this whole episode, this whole series. Yep. And even the dramatic shot when... There's a zoom in outward of the keys and they turn it around and it like refocuses on their face was brilliant direction. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we need to give it up for the fight choreography in this. Oh, my God. That has to be one of the most kick sequences ever. Javi's running towards the camera and just tears through these and then... Izzy, we get that shot of her tossing the skirt away and running full charge. He tosses her the extra blade and she spins it on the javelin and does the whole tree thing. Oh my God. If you guys have not watched this episode, please, please watch one of the most amazing choreographed sequences we've seen in Power Rangers in literally the past 10 years. Yeah, easily one of the best episodes of the last 10 years. Yep. If not best episodes, like, I hate to say, but, like, ever. Yeah. Honestly, this is probably one of my top five episodes, if I'm being honest. I'd buy that, yeah. It's a top ten episode of all the franchise for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. But easily, this was my favorite Dino Fury episode so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's only percent. just beginning. It was episode four. Because this is episode four! Episode I four! Know. We've got, like, 40 more of these. <laughs> But can we just talk about, like, just Izzy and Javi? Yes. And just, like, how cool they are and how, like, impactful. They crushed it. And honestly, the other thing that made me go, oh, man, once Eric hears this, he's going to love this episode, too, (laughs) is the the banter is on point. And when she's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, you love to see it. And I'm like, Eric, look what you've done. (laughs) You've been saying you love to see it for the past, like, six months. (laughs) (laughs) It's also great because she is the youngest. She is more connected with, like, this Twitch gamer young person vibe. TikTok, kind of. Yes. And so things like you love to see it or, oh, dude, we're totally vibing. And that line where the monster's like, ew, vibing with a teenager. I'm out of here. I was legit on the floor. I'm like, this is hilarious. The writing is so good. I love the shot where she was like, I guess the monster kind of was like, oh, oops, you dropped your sword. You missed. And then she's like up in the tree and just like grabs it and like swings down and just like takes him out. Oh my gosh. So good. I want to go watch this episode again right now, guys. But no, just (laughs) the character though. Like it was so impactful. Mm -hmm. Besides the fact that she's like a modernized kind of version of Kelsey. If I saw a character like that when I was a kid, he was just like so just confident and knew what they wanted. I mean, she like tore the skirt off and she's like, "Eh, not my thing. Yep. Gonna move on. Gonna fight some monsters. Wow. 
She's definitely iconic, for sure. She's got agency. Yes. She knows what she wants. She's got personality. And not that the other characters don't have personalities, but it's like just seeing a young female like superhero character just take that agency. And just shout out to friend of the show, Vaughn, who for the past month and a half has been like, Izzy gang, Izzy gang, Izzy gang. And yeah, Izzy gang. <laughs> Izzy gang for life. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. It just highlights how stupid this whole skirt debate has been yep. over the past couple months. Yep. And I don't want to hear people argue about it. I mean, I'm going to defend the decision. If I see someone, I'm going to come at them because I also notice it's mainly male fan. Like maybe it's only male fans yep. who have an issue with it. Yep. It's like, you really don't have a right to say that this isn't like impactful and that it didn't need to happen. What? Like, no. And just all the arguments about oh well why did they even bother putting a skirt on the past female ranger when that's not even in the sentai they created their own problem no they didn't create a problem they explained something yes they actually they actually took the time and Mm -hmm. put some thought into it and some care into the story and they're like let's explain this for once They've never addressed it before. Let's give Izzy an interesting personality moment. Yeah, exactly. Let's define her character and who she is in this moment. Let's give her the agency. Let's define her preference. Let's make this about her moment. Yeah. And it was Mm -hmm. awesome. It was. It was great. It really was. Loved every second of it. So this whole skirt debate, please shut the hell up about it. Or I'm going to come at you. (laughs) (laughs) And trust me, you do not want to be on the end of that. No, you do not. You do not. What, (laughs) What I do love, though, was the shot when they explode this monster, finally. And they edited the Sentai shot to include all of the rangers in the front with the three zords roaring. Was gorgeous like that that was literally an episode still that they gave us that hasbro gave us and by the way if anyone wants to check out we're actually getting production stills again just like we did last time was ninja steel like super early episodes so hasbro has brought back the tradition of what uh, Saban Brands is done and they're actually giving press production images for every single episode And we just got them today in a press release for episode five. It's fantastic. And a lot of great shots that you can download high res and uses wallpapers, maybe. But no, everything about Izzy, amazing, spectacular. You love to see it. She's great, iconic. She's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Javi's not a slouch either. He's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) He's like so, he's effort, they're both so effortlessly cool and confident. Yeah. Yeah. And he showed great bravery in this episode. Yes. Like, he's a noble dude. We're totally loving on Izzy right now, but Javi is equally bad. I love how he was there for his sister. They're like yes. such a great team, a family dynamic. And she did say they were step siblings, but, yes. but that doesn't mean anything because obviously they are very close. Mm-hmm. They have similar thoughts. 
They work well together. As Zato pointed out, that's brother-sister synergy right there. Yeah. I feel like so many shows take the route of, oh, step-siblings don't like each other. They don't right. get along. Yeah. It's like, no, they can. Right. And this is proof. That's something I hope we get to see more of their family life with Ward and Garcia. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get another mom. Can we get like a full family dynamic going on? <laughs> yeah. Which would be great to see. I just imagine like an awkward family dinner where Javi and Izzy are both like sore from fighting monsters and the parents are just <laughs> like, what's wrong with you guys? Oh, you know, sore from training or, oh, my mattress is going like having, having to explain yeah. away why they're <laughs> sore from fighting monsters. I would yeah. love to see if Power Rangers gives us like another family at home type moment. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, th that would be pretty funny. But yeah, we close on them at the base. They're introduced to Solon. Uh, they find out each other's identities. So it was a great way to tie up how they all met each other and learn about each other. And now I'm really looking forward to these next few episodes before the eventual hiatus because... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Really, this next episode is going to be Izzy Focus episode. And the next one after that is a Javi Focus. So I think by the time episode seven and episode eight or nine, I don't know when the hiatus will actually break, but we'll have focus episodes for every character. And Amelia, Amelia's getting a focus with that luck mm -hmm. episode. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that if they end the hiatus or they start the hiatus on like a cliffhanger, maybe it's something to do with Zato's past. Maybe it's something to do with Void Knight. I would love to see. Maybe a, a the Gold there. Ranger. Or, yep. Tease the Gold Ranger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. These three episodes have really impressed me and have set the bar high, but it's proving to me that Simon Bennett is the right showrunner for what we needed. Absolutely. Yeah. We needed a change of pace. Someone who yeah. had that television experience, but hadn't been showrunner of the series before. Right. Like we needed some, we needed some new blood. Yeah. We needed a fresh perspective. Absolutely. Look, Chiplin did give us some gem of the seasons with, I think Dino charge was really good. I thought mm -hmm. beast warfers was really good. But Dino Fury feels like a real breath of fresh air. The music has gone such a long way. The new directors that they have, it feels more cinematic of a show. Mm -hmm. It's amazing what like a little, and I mean, they haven't even changed too, too much. Right. But it's like, it's amazing what just like little changes can do. Yeah. Something as simple as the music or a camera angle. Like I said, the music is something that we have talked about mostly on this episode because it is so dang good and works so amazingly well with the fight scenes and mm -hmm. all the scenes, even the touching moments. There was a moment in this episode when Izzy was talking, there was no music. And mm -hmm. it felt like past seasons, it was just like, music, 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 just fill the background, noise, noise, noise. And it was nice to have just a quiet moment where Izzy's explaining what's going on with Javi and where he might be and helping out the Rangers. It was mm -hmm. just a nice, quiet scene for once. But when that music kicks in, oh, it, it feels like all cylinders are firing. 
Yep. It's appropriate now. Mm-hmm. The music the music is appropriate for the scenes it's in, and it makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And just the dialogue, too. I'm, I still can't get over how just natural and how well the dialogue flows now. And to me, this feels like what Dino Thunder did so many years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. It had natural dialogue. It had updated dialogue for the time. It was smart writing. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this is that Dino Thunder, but for 2021. Yeah. Izzy being that young generation of, you know, poggers and Twitch this and love to see it and vibing and TikTok because the writers, the writers are younger too. And it just feels so natural. It's just, there's (laughs) no dialogue in this episode that is stilted to me in any way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of it, I feel like has to be the, just the direction, Mm -hmm. the writing, the directives from above come to find out like a lot of everything that we complained about were directives from like, Haim Saban. Yeah. Big surprise. Yeah. And I just love how also we're now seeing the writers be able to do more. Mm-hmm. And they're probably feeling so much happier about that, being able to like have their creativity displayed more on the screen. That's got to be a good feeling for them, but it's also a good feeling for us. Like, wow, like this is kind of what could have been happening all along, like should have been happening. This is kind mm-hmm. of what we wanted. And look, in the past, I'll admit, I've given Becca and and Alwyn some flack in the past, but that was, you know, without knowing of all of those higher directives that have now been confirmed. And Mm -hmm. the tone that Nickelodeon wants to set, and then what Chaim Saban want to set, there's a lot that past production had to checkmark to make sure that they checked everything for an episode. And that's why I think it's felt a little formulaic, why it felt more childish. And look, we're always going to have comedic duos. There always has to be something for those little kids. But I feel that now the writers are given a bit more freedom and the showrunner being a different showrunner, he's able to set the bar to his standards, not just Chip Lynn's. And, you know, as much as Chiplin has done for this franchise, I feel moving on to Simon Bennett was a, a good move. Mm-hmm. I'll never disparage what, what Chiplin has done because he is part of the history, not just the early history, but the modern history of the show. And, and he did good things. And he did I mean- good things. And who knows, Dino Fury may have some stinkers in these shows as well. I don't want to overhype it. But from four episodes, it's four out of four for me. And it keeps getting better. Yep. Like what usually, no matter what show you watch, it usually doesn't keep getting better. Mm -hmm. It's usually the first one or two episodes is good and maybe the finale. But no, this just like literally keeps improving upon itself. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really good. I'm liking it. I'm hyped. Zach? Truly hyped. You hyped? You there? I'm here. I've just been listening to you guys go back and forth, and it's like, I agree. I I have nothing to add to this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see what others have to add to the conversation with our Ranger Nation Answers segment, where we ask, four episodes in a Power Rangers Dino Fury, what have been your favorite moments? So on Twitter, we got It Takes Two to Toku at It Takes Two to Toku said, I got to go with ripping off the skirt and subsequent fight scene. Such a fun moment that will definitely go down in Power Rangers history. Ranger Chronicles podcast at Ranger Cron Pod said, here are just a few. Morphin Masters, 
Amelia mad at Ollie because he announced we're the Power Rangers first. <laughs> Practicing the morph. Cool, cool, coolio. <laughs> it's Morphin Slime. Oh, it's Morphin Slime. That was such a great line. Uh, when I watched it with Teresa, she like she chuckled hard at that. It was <laughs> yeah. it was perfect. That was so line. great. Sorry. No, it's fine. That the fight choreography, especially in episode four. And the fun dynamic between Amelia and Ollie. Mm-hmm. Joshua Aaron Moore at Kentucky Jam said Morphin Masters were awesome. Skirt Toss was iconic. And the discourse around it was idiotic. Overdrive reference was neat. My favorite moments, though, are the little things. Dialogue, characters, chemistry. I think those are big things, but that's just me. Um, that have me thinking... This show can still be good after all. Ingwald Cornelius at Tracheo Tomatic. And we have to give a shout out to him because he's one of our newest top tier patrons. So Ooh. shout out to him. I uh, said the episode four force fight. Beyond that iconic skirt removal, the fight choreography on display was inventive and entertaining. And the dialogue on display further reinforces this season's different approach to comedy, e.g. anyone and everyone can be funny with less emphasis on slapstick. Also have to add, cool, cool, coolio. The way humor was handled throughout that sequence shows a mature and patient approach to comedy in Power Rangers that I feel we've largely haven't seen in the franchise since RPM. John at the Ageless John said the forest fight in episode four. Been a while since we've had stunts like that in our own footage. It was also shot very well. Adam at Little Adam 87 said, From the Morphin Masters to Zato's Smooth, when Ollie and Amelia morph with him, goosebumps every time they show the morphing sequence, to Izzy's infamous skirt rip to her sword twirling on the pole, all awesome. The careful craft in big and small moments is wonderful. I'll also add that Javi dual-wielding the Chroma Fury Sabres, the, that entire forest fight is mind-blowingly cool. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Perfectly said. Yep. Hey, Teresa Berry at uh, TetGB17 said, My favorite <laughs> episode is when the Green Ranger took off the skirt from her suit. People were reacting to it very negatively but they didn't realize that it was greatly accepted by many. Women empowerment. Amen. Yes. Amen. Floof, Izzy, my beloved, at Floof underscore Ranger, said the fight in the forest with Izzy and Javi. The weaponry mix-up gave the fight a unique feel, and I hope they do that in the future, too. Vince Ariola at Fajita Phantom said, The music has been great, and it fits. When the morph is done, it adds to the vibe. The whole team just is doing amazing so far. Everyone seems to be having fun. Excel Hedge said, Still waiting on a future streaming option, but funny enough, just sitting on the sideline and watching the Great Green Skirt debate of 2021 made the past couple weeks at work more entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Waldman at Arisap said, I'd say the skirt rip, but all the skirt discourse has been so tiresome. I loved the flashback the first real morph, and the really natural way Javi and Izzy join the team. The fights also have that kinetic energy we used to love about PR fights. Sean at My Name is Sean said, I've really enjoyed Zato's backstory and the show's attempt at getting him acclimated to a world 65 million years later than he once knew. 
They've been hitting all the right beats with him, and I can't wait to see how he grows throughout the series. And also, the background music slaps. The A-Games 10 said, The image used in this tweet was my fave moment, and the image I used was that iconic shot of all of them standing in front of the Zords with explosions. Great, great Mm -hmm. moment. Jacob Poshka at Jacob Poshka said, First time, long time. I would have to say the fact that it feels like each episode has been better than the last, and it was not just new season premiere hype from the first episode is key. If the quality can keep up for the majority of 40 episodes, this can be a top five season for me. Individual moments, Zato's backstory scenes, Amelia and Ollie interactions, the Morphin Masters, embracing 21st century with a ranger hotline, Mucus becoming one of my favorite characters with how she interacts with Sporex Monsters of the Day, and Izzy becoming one of my favorite Green Rangers. Edward Sanchez at Edward is so cool said, My favorite moments are the debut of the Black and Green Ranger and Izzy ripping off her skirt. That is the first time something like that has ever happened in Power Rangers. Mikey Perez at 254Mikey43 said, I love this season. This is a new generation MMPR. Feel the characters are real people. I feel like we're going to get a lot more lore this season. At Sentai 5 said, there's so many. The appearance of the Morphin Masters. One of the main plots to episode 2 being the team trying to get their morph in sync. It's so fresh. And of course, everything about episode 4 was fantastic. Jurassic Samurai at Jurassic Samurai said, episode 4's fight was shot wonderfully. I'll be honest, ever since the end of RPM, the fights in Power Rangers haven't been that exciting, minus Koichi's Sentai footage. But this last episode was a breath of fresh air. V. Ron at Mr. Cooper 92 said, My favorite part of the show is that I have new members of the hashtag Izzy gang. But seriously, I love how smooth the fighting has been. Best fight scenes we've had for a while. Example, episode 4's fight in the forest. Also, Tessa Rao, Izzy Gang out. Love you guys. Izzy Gang. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Tyler Mick at Stormbreaker said either Zato's backstory or Black and Green's first fight scene. But on a smaller level, Ollie's great place to get zapped. I'm giving it five stars. Snapback was one of the best dry humor this show has ever done. (laughs) Cole Hrovsky at Nicholas Hrosov1 said, definitely episode four. The whole cast has great chemistry. Izzy and Javi are great characters, and the scene of them becoming rangers is probably the best new ranger scene in many years. Steven Martinez at Steve Martinez 90 said, favorite moments would be the rangers practicing the morph and Zato's comments afterwards. Ollie and Amelia's interaction in each episode and the way Javi and Izzy came in. I can't wait to see what else is to come. Simon Bennett is differently putting care into this season. Also to add, I'm not a fan of the J-Borg. It's a nice callback to Operation Overdrive with Hartford. I guess after building Mac, they had to downgrade on the software. (laughs) And can people just shut up about the skirt already? We've had multiple seasons where female rangers never had a skirt and no one cared before. Amen. Yep. Kia, new account at Black Scarlet, said Izzy's skirt rip, all of episode four to be honest, Zato's backstory in in episode one, the first morph, and Honey Muffin. (laughs) 
<laughs> Fifth Doc Action Fig at Fourth Doc Action Fig said, So far, Javi's shattering the Nephrite Orb. Moving over to Facebook, Emmanuel Kobion said, Is he ripping off the skirt? Now I need two lightning figures of Dino Fury Green or skirt ripping action instead of an effects piece. <laughs> uh, Devin Hughes said everything. And then finally, over on Instagram, Apex Molina said all of the moments and developments. Acting, music, it's dark. I'm feeling MMPR vibes. Oh, wow. I really want to thank all the listeners for chiming in once again for your yeah. thoughts yeah, on uh, on these episodes. Yes, thank you. It's so good. I'm loving Power Rangers Dino Fury. Me too. I actually look forward to getting up at 7 a.m. on Saturday. <laughs> I, if I can remember We're to get up to. at 7 or 8 a.m. I was going to say, I think I'm like, the only one I... who's been consistently getting up on time to watch the episodes, because I'm always like, I want to talk about it with you guys. Where are you? <laughs> Hours later, you're like, oh, I just woke up. Okay, I'm watching it now. But I'm so glad that I have Philo, and I'm subscribed to it, because it's it's got that DVR function. Yeah. It's online. I have it on my DVR. Yep. I wake up at my leisure, or not at my leisure totally, <laughs> but... Like, I still wake up pretty early, just not 8 a.m., usually about 8.45, weirdly enough. Like, right after it's yeah. over. But, um, grab my coffee and I watch it. Boot up the DVR and I watch the episode. It's so good, though. Like, this is the first time in a while I've actually, like, a genuine urge yeah. to watch it again. Yeah. And I want to say not just because I'm, like, hyped, too. It's because it's, like, genuinely entertaining mm-hmm. and I genuinely, like, want to watch it. It's a good show. Yeah. It's so good. And I don't know what it is about Dino Seasons, but I don't think Teresa's regularly watched Power Rangers since uh, Dino Charge. And even Beast Morphers was a little... Like, she didn't keep up with it. I I think we just watched a few episodes, but I I watched it all. But it's something about this season where I feel like it's those early Dino Charge days where it's like, we're excited about it. We're excited to watch it. And I'm even more hyped than I was during oh, yeah. the early Dino Charge days. Oh yeah, like it's it's like on another level entirely for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm sure you guys feel the same yeah. way. But it's like this is like really it's really like the air we needed. And right? like yeah. here's here's my thought and my hope is that yes, we've only had four episodes so far. I would like to hope that this is like Simon and the crew holding back like we're gonna get even bigger and better from here on out i hope so like i I trust them like to be honest with you they've been pretty upfront so far and that's another thing too simon's always on social media chatting with the fans and giving us the little answers and the little teases and the little behind the scenes things that he's doing Everyone really needs to check out his Instagram because it's like every day he's posting a behind the scenes shot from this season. Seriously. Oh, I need to follow him. And yeah. he even he even threw in some uh, Beast Morphers and uh, Ninja Steel behind the scenes the Ooh. past couple days. Oh, that's cool. It is nice to have that level of transparency with the higher ups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like we mentioned in our interview with him, he can't tell us everything yet, unfortunately, as much as we want him to. But, you know, we just have to trust in the process. And so far, he and the cast and crew have proven that the process is working. Yep. So, Mm -hmm. like, I know we all want answers. I know we all want to know, 
you know, what's going on with Zeta? What's going on with the Sixth Ranger? What's going on with who is Void Knight? We want to know all of this. Patience, my friends. Patience. Trust the process. And Mm -hmm. I really trust the pacing because the pacing of these four episodes, I I can't believe it's been four episodes. I feel like in a good way, it's been longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's what has me so excited about the rest of the season is because they've been planting these seeds of story bits that keep paying off. So I think there's Mm -hmm. even some smaller details that we may have missed that might come back later. I'm hoping. I really do. Yeah. Like I, I'm hoping that we find out what's what happened with Zato's message soon. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I know it's going to take a while. It's like on that note, I feel like there's something more to the whole area. What is it? Area sixty two. Area sixty two. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's more to that too. Like, who did it belong to? That would be neat to see. I feel like maybe that's connected to something in the lore. Yeah. Is that abandoned Lightspeed? Is that abandoned SPD? We we don't know. Yeah. Like, who did that belong to? I feel like that's, I feel like we're going to find that out. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we're all looking forward to it. Oh, also, I would like literally straight up die if Izzy and Javi's mom was like Kelsey. (laughs) I would like straight up have like probably a heart attack or something. (laughs) I know know that's not going to happen, but I was like thinking that in a weird way. Listen, until it's proven otherwise, headcanon. Well, I don't know, but then what happened to the astronaut? That's a bit more than we can get into in this episode. But But yeah, I'm really excited to review more episodes of this. It feels good to be excited about a Power Rangers season, and I'm really here for it. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, you can email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com. Or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're on Twitter at rangercommandph, on Instagram and Facebook at rangercommandpowerhour, all one word. Again, check out all of our links at linktr.ee slash rangercommandph. You can find all of the links for our social media and to listen to our episodes on any of the available podcast apps. We'd greatly appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or through Podchaser. Definitely review the show and help us become more visible for all of Ranger Nation. Yeah. So until next time, we got some exciting things in the works right now, and uh, we look forward to delivering that to everyone. So stay tuned and keep on listening. Yeah. Give us a follow on uh, Spotify as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're on Spotify, <laughs> Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. All that fun stuff. All, all that stuff. Woo. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Until next time. See ya. All right. I'm going st- <laughs> to. <laughs> Well, one day we'll figure out how to do that. Yep. One, one, one day, day we'll figure it out. That day is not today. Not today. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks for listening.